Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for episode 109. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we're joined by Debbie Wilson, who happens to be my mom, and she shares some of her wisdom and advice from decades of homeschooling. As your children get older, homeschooling changes, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Mind Homeschooler. You can get a free e-demo of the new 4.0 version of the curriculum over at their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, you can tell by Ben's uh, little comment at the beginning that my wife is my wife has been grumpy today. So, um, and she freely admits it. <laughs> so, maybe we'll just get a little bit of uh, a flavor of her grumpiness. Um, if she tell if at any point she says homeschooling doesn't matter, who cares? That is not her speaking. That is the grumpiness speaking. Um, in fact, I'm not feeling very peppy today, so I may may agree with her. Um, uh, but thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's uh, time together. Ben, but I don't know if you've noticed, but have you noticed that in our faithful listeners, there have been a couple names that have been gone for a little while? Uh, no, I don't think have so. Have you noticed that you haven't seen Mia or Melanie's name lately? Maybe the last couple episodes. Yeah, that's true. If you're I here, know, then like, you I... need to comment because we, we miss you guys. Because we are getting, I'm getting a little concerned that uh, we may have to send out a search and rescue party or something. Uh, so if you're out there, if you know where they are, let them know they were missed. Um, so uh, anyway, Ben, it's getting cold up here in northern Indiana. Um, and uh, you put your pool away uh, yep. this past week. That was we a big deal, up. It? Yeah, it's sad. But I mean, it was only like, you know, September. First week is September and it's already uh, hitting the 50s in the evening or in the mornings. And uh I didn't want to wait any longer and have to do it in, you know, freezing water, absolutely freezing water and all the, the, we have a walnut tree right there. So it's starting to turn. And I think walnut, I don't know, it seems like walnut trees turn, change leaves quickly uh, in this area. So the walnuts are starting to fall. And right now walking between mom and dad's house and our house, you have to about wear a hard hat because some of the, the walnuts <laughs> are falling so hard right now. I about knock you out probably, but uh, so yeah, we're doing good. Finally, my wife's mouth is feeling good. Her wisdom teeth are pretty much, she's all healed up. My cough is still here. So that's been coming up on three weeks. So that's been fun, but feeling good otherwise. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good overall. Mom is a week into homeschooling and ready to quit, I think already. So it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty typical. Uh, but I had kind of a, unless you had something else to add, uh, I kind of came up with this topic just cause I don't know. I was just thinking of how how homeschooling changes from year to year because you know if you have a couple kids and you're not always adding more, then uh, you know every year they're going to be getting you know a year farther along and kind of how that changes and how homeschooling looks different um, over time. So I just thought uh, you know we'd maybe bring my mom on, ask her some of these questions, kind of how that's changed because she's homeschooled every age and everything in between. Um, so yeah, Dad, you put together some questions. You want to go back and forth? You want to start with the first one? No, yeah, no. But before we even get going, I'm just going to ask for um, my wife. How's school going? Uh, she's only been doing it for a week, and uh, you'd think you'd kind of have this down by now, wouldn't you? I don't know. You've probably done this, started this almost 20 times. I mean, you had 20 first days. Um, so how's school going so far? I mean, we want the real answer. Nobody's going to quit because you can't handle it. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm less prepared every year that I start. Um, 
I just have had no time this year to prepare adequately. So uh, I don't know about the rest of you, but it's not a very good feeling when you start, even though you're not ready, like meaning you haven't had time to order quite everything or you haven't had time to get everything in place to start everything. So like the very first day, literally everything I went to do didn't work. So like I was going to load a certain um, program for them to use and I knew where it was on the bookshelf. So I got it out to put it in the laptop and the CD-ROM was missing. And then I was going to have them listen to a certain audio series for a certain subject. And I got them out to hand to them and they're like, they're all scratched up, mom. None of them work. I'm like, okay. And then I had ordered another new program that was supposed to be used on the DVD. And so I put them in the DVD player and I just kept getting error messages and it wouldn't work. And then I ordered a Spanish program for my other daughter. Same thing. We can't get it to work. I mean, literally everything I went to do did not work. And it was just like, I just, I don't know. I just was like, I can't even do this. This is too hard. And I'm too frustrated. And I, one of the programs I was trying for new, I had not had a chance to look at it. And so I opened it for day one and I had like a hundred million pages to print off and it looked extremely complicated. And I was just so not prepared to even start it. And so that was day one. So I told Todd that at lunch and he was like, maybe just don't do that program this year. <laughs> so anyway, I've just not had a good start to this year. I'm just, you would think after that many years, but every single year takes time to think through what each kid's going to need to do. And it takes time to figure out what do I have? What do I need to order? And it takes time to figure out kind of a, a order or a routine or a plan. And I just, so I just literally like started with zero preparation. So I do not recommend doing that. But you had a good summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to be over. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. But that's, I feel like in that, that's one key there is if you if you start something, even the first week into it, it's okay to say, this yeah, is not going to work. <laughs> Pull the plug early versus, you know, force your way through half of it and then get so fed up then you, uh, you know, have an even bigger fallout there at that point. But I mean, obviously, you, you know, you started with, when you know, I was five or six, seven or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, what at that time, when the kids are younger, do you feel like you spend your time differently than you do, you know, when they're a little bit older? And what are your goals when they're, you know, first start now? Because we're going to kind of go through stages of like, first beginning, middle, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm hmm. Um, in some ways, I feel like it was easier subject-wise when they're young because really you're just worrying about the basic, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic type of thing or even just reading, you know, or whatever. Just It just seemed simplistic. Like there were only a few really main things that even needed to be um, really decided upon as far as what I was going to use. Uh, I feel like I spent more time figuring out how I was going to juggle everyone in the midst of doing school, you know, like what am I going to be having the toddler do while I'm trying to do math with this one? Or what am I going to do with the four-year-old while I'm trying to do reading with this one? So I feel like in those years, it was a lot more of planning out my time and my day and structuring it so that 
different ones were busy and taken care of in the midst of it. Whereas now with um, my last ones being junior high and high school, I feel it's more all about, you know, what's each kid going to do per subject and more that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, obviously like one of those big goals then it it was just finding I mean what would you say your goal from a school standpoint then was you know at that age when they were younger versus older um I think when they're younger my goals were um I really didn't want to kill their love of learning they're so naturally curious and everything's exciting to them or can be and should be and I didn't want to um stifle that and cram it down their throats with lots of, you know, boring school. So I was really concerned about that. Um, and I think probably one of my earliest goals was, you know, helping them learn their letters and eventually learn to read because you're so much more hands-on in everything, every single subject until they can read independently. You know, it just all depends on you working with them. And so that's such a, you know, a primary goal when they're younger is, um, getting to that point, basically. Well, how about when they did get to that point? I mean, so when the reading finally kicked in and they could do it more than just mm-hmm. stumble through it. Um, cause I remember even with Ben, I can remember you saying that, I mean, he's never going to get it. He's just never going to get it. And he did get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does that change then maybe how you homeschool or how you look at homeschooling too, or are homeschooling? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it obviously gains independence um, for the student. Uh, I can remember one year, I think it was for you, Ben, I ordered this science curriculum that looked really interesting. It was at a convention and it had that car whizzing around that um, piece of cardboard on the table. I don't know if you remember. So I I ordered it and it was supposed to be on the computer and I was so excited. I think it might have been Ike, sorry, not you, but anyway. And then I remember we put in the CD-ROM and it was just all words on the screen and I thought it would read it. And that that particular kid wasn't completely independent yet. And I was like, oh my word, it's not gonna read it for them. Like I, he can't even do it because he has to be able to read this whole lesson on the screen. Um, anyway, I don't know why I said all that, but <laughs> that was just really frustrating because I feel like most of my kids were not, super, super independent readers till a little bit later. Like, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it was just hard to pass over, pass all the subjects over to them independently um, when reading was still cumbersome to them, you know, so. Would you have said that was one of the nice things about teaching textbooks? Because then, I mean, Mm -hmm. at the time, it was just kind of like, okay, now you go do math. Yeah, well, yes, that was huge because they didn't have to be able to read it completely. And also just because it freed up, I mean, times, however many kids Mm -hmm. I was homeschooling, I didn't have to sit and do math individually with each child. They were able to just go do their math for the most part, um, independently. And that gave you them free time to do not free time. It said you could devote this time to this. And then, then they kind of switched and then the other kid would go do his math and then you would be doing something with something. And honestly, that was one of the only and earliest subjects they could do on their own because of the way it's you know, what's created to do it, so. Real quick, I just want to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. 
I'm excited to tell you about the new 4.0 version of Teaching Textbooks. They just released a trailer for their new upcoming version of their math curriculum, and 4.0 is even better. It includes new interactive sketch modes so that your child can work out the problem right within the program. It also includes new animations, audio, grade dates, search features, and stickers. It still works on computers, tablets, and smartphones as well. Also, if you purchase the 3.0 version now, you'll be upgraded to 4.0 when it's released. You can check out the trailer and demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. Um, so going into kind of middle school, uh, you know, what's kind of the main, what do you feel like the main time, you know, focus is uh, during that? And uh, what was most important, again, at that time frame for you? Hmm. Honestly, it's kind of hard to remember with all of the rest of you, but since I have two in middle school right now, that's fresh in my mind. But, and it, I suppose it was different for different ones, but um, I don't know. For me, middle school is kind of making sure they've got all of the basic everything math, pre algebra type of math down pat, like just making sure they all know, you know obviously adding, subtracting, multiplying, division, fractions, percentages, decimals. I think all those. And how, how's that this year? Because I know we have a couple of those and I, I, you were kind of giving them a, a test early on, maybe not a, re, a real test, but just kind of assessment. You were kind of seeing how they were doing. Do you feel like they've kind of gotten that or are there still some areas that they need to because I know over the summer you're like, I can't remember, or they are might we yeah. say, I can't remember how to divide. Right. I mean, I, I, on some things I had to kind of refresh their memory and say, remember, you know, so I, I, on one hand, I was a little disappointed because I want it to be second nature to them where they just, it's like riding a bike to me. Once, once I learned it, I feel like I just always knew how to do it from then on. And it doesn't quite seem that way with them. But once I remind them of the steps or remind them of, how you do that then they're like oh yeah 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 and they've got it but I don't know I just feel like it's just a and even if you don't feel like your kids are at that point um I think it's just a good time to concentrate those junior high mm -hmm. years to just kind of make sure um that's kind of where they're at at that point in math so just to you know you wouldn't even have to really use a curriculum if you just know you know they don't understand fractions yet then just spend a chunk of time on fractions and figuring out what they you know haven't learned yet in that or um percentages or whatever it is division long division or all those kinds of things um but then for me i don't know um i'm a little bit weak in teaching my kids how to write well so i always feel like that's a biggie especially like junior high um that's what i'm going to concentrate on this year um especially is helping them um, and when I say writing, I mean like sit down and write a paragraph or a short, you know, essay on something or whatever. I just, just being able to put their ideas down on paper in a coherent way. I feel like we haven't done a lot of that. And so that's, that's a priority of mine for them. Um, along with just, you know, other, just the normal other stuff, but. Do you feel like middle school is the time too that, I mean, really, as far as stages go, you know, when they're little, you're, you're kind of, the, it's pretty, you don't have a lot of decisions. I mean, you're going to do, you're going to do math, you know, adding, subtracting, or as my kids used to like say, plusing and minusing and, you know, timesing and dividing. Um, and then you're going to do, you know, a few subjects. But I feel like that when we get to this age, 
you start to question, we start to question, okay, are they going to need this later on? What are they going to need? Do you think that's uh, accurate? I think I feel that way more like freshman year and up mm. a little more. I, I don't, I typically don't just do the run of the mill, every single subject that every typical, um, core 40 says to do. I kind of base it on the child and <clears throat> what I think they're, you know, future looks like and what their interests are and what they're, what they gravitate towards subject wise and things like that somewhat. So. Yeah. And then, so going getting into high school, what was the biggest surprise, you know, that you didn't expect, uh, you know, and also about the feeling, you know, what was that, you know, feeling or expectation, I guess, was it in what you thought or for what high did school? it, yeah, for high school? I think I was, pleasantly surprised um, with high school. Um, I think I thought, I think a lot of people are really scared of high school and most people abort during high school because they think I just can't teach all those subjects and there's just no way. I mean, I can't teach calculus or I can't teach chemistry or whatever the subject is. I never really had that fear. Um, but the thing I was pleasantly surprised by was how for one thing all of my kids were able to be pretty independent in high school so that that was a pleasant surprise because i knew they knew how to learn on their own and um it kind of freed me up to work with the younger ones and they they just all pretty much uh were willing to do the subjects and the things that i had come up with and a lot of times i tried to involve them in helping me select what they were going to be doing for the year um, which I think helped give them ownership in it. Um, but the, ma the main thing I was surprised by was we gave our kids a lot of time to get good at what they were already good at, if that makes sense, or time to develop that further. So I was just shocked by how, how much they narrowed in on what their God-given ability and aptitude was for. Like, I feel like, I mean, the top four for sure all um just really blossomed into what they were why oldest are you for not necessarily the top oh, yeah. in, you know, in terms four. of Sorry. <laughs> i mean i would agree but you know to be yeah. fair. just really it's honed in on in terms of <laughs> no i didn't mean it like that really honed in on what just what they were naturally good at and really excelled and developed in that area um during high school um and maybe that's partly because our high school didn't take all day it took maybe the morning and so they had time in the afternoon to get really good at what they were already inclined towards. But that was a pleasant surprise. That was, um, I just wasn't expecting that and didn't even know to look for that or watch for it or fan it. So that was. Well, how about that feeling of like, and not expectations, but maybe expectations that others put on their kids, you know, versus our kids. Does that make sense? You know, we're like, you know, we're, Oh, other kids might be taking a higher math than our kids or their kids are, oh, we're doing college prep. We're getting ready to go to do whatever. And they're checking out colleges and all these things. Mm -hmm. Do you feel more of that um, as the, even though I know there are moms listening right now who kids are in kindergarten and they're feeling that already. More pressure, you mean? Yeah, maybe pressure. Does the pressure increase? Um, I think I feel less pressure. Hmm. Um, Why? Well, because, I mean, we've graduated five amazing kids that all... Um, are very 
worthwhile functional adults that are just fine in life. And so I just don't have that fear. I mean, um, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's just not about whether they've had this specific, specific subject or not. That is not what it's all about. And I think they, if they can, they're able to think on their own and they're walking with God and they um, have grown in wisdom and have gotten good at what they're meant to be good at. I think that's what really matters. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm just not about checking off the boxes of what everyone else says they need to learn and do. Um, sometimes it's a little intimidating when you're around people that, you know, are rattling off all the complicated, extremely advanced subjects their kids are taking, but I don't think that's everyone. I think that's okay for some, but I don't think it's everyone. And I think that's fine. And if you are feeling that pressure, I mean, I think uh, we talked about co-ops last week. I mean, that's where it's really nice to have somebody, hopefully your husband or your spouse, you know, who can encourage you and remind you of the truth. Um, because I'm super thankful that Debbie feels that way because I feel that way. Um, in fact, we were talking uh, inside right before this, they were all, we were talking about this and Debbie was lamenting the fact she had to come out here and do it, but she's done an awesome job. Um, and uh, uh, Maggie, our 16 year old daughter was kind of saying, well, I don't even know anything from homeschooling. And she was like, realistically, I mean, I don't remember anything that I did, you know? And I said, you know, it's not about what you learn, but it's about who you are. And really, I totally believe that with all my heart. You know, that, that's why I love, have loved our homeschooling. It's not about how the facts they've learned because, you know, even as Debbie was saying about, um, you know, some of those basics, we'd like them to have boom, 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 boom. You know, they've only had a few years to practice them. You know, their they're, uh, multiplication tables, um, you know, and we've, we've known them for 50 years. So they do come easier after you're an adult or after you've spent then, then when you were a little kid. But I'm so, so pleased with where our kids are just who they are and how they interact with each other and how they interact with us and how they love God. And, and I, and I just love that. But Debbie, I would ask, you know, as we kind of bring our time closer to a close here, um, you know, you've been doing this for all, like I said, really 20 years, probably really close, um, which oh, yeah. is, which is staggering to me. Um, but, you know, I would ask, you know, like what weighs on your brain now, but you know, you, you've also homeschooled eight people through all the same subjects. And I can tell maybe that, that it does start to take a toll um, because you know you can only read Rifles for Wadi so many times or uh, the blue, whatever that thing is called, the grotto, the blue grotto so many times. Is it harder or do you, do you have to think of it differently now? And this is, a, this is so she'll have a pep talk to herself. So go ahead. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, or what are you feeling all that after doing it this many years? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I battle cynicism a little more <laughs> than I used to. Meaning, let this the wolf today speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, like today, I opened up the book to read, and I'm like, Alan Shepard, blah blah blah, and I'm just like, who cares? Like, I just, it's just hard sometimes to think this really matters, you know? Like, I mean, you think part of that is because you've seen that really in the kids that have graduated, that's not what mattered. I don't then. know. I, I think it's because if the kids seem disinterested, 
it it's hard to find the purpose and worth in it. Um, and I think part of it was just because my heart wasn't into it today. And so when my heart is into it, I, I know that good things are, are happening. But there are days that you literally just go through the motions because you feel like you should and need to. And you just kind of feel like the cartoon character, was it Peanuts? It's blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just feels that way. You saw a thing where um, it was like, now that we all wear masks, I can actually understand what she's saying because they're so used yeah. to having to interpret people's, you know, sound. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think I'm, maybe I'm just more judicious in deciding what matters and what doesn't, you know, whereas early on, I just thought it all mattered. And, you know, I was probably very legalistic about it. Whereas now I just, I feel like it's easier to spot the things that really are important and practical for them to have for life versus some of the stuff that's not. So I've weeded out a lot of the less necessary um, parts and um, try to just hone in on the stuff that I think really. And I feel matters. like sometimes people feel like, oh, if you're saying skip these things or these things don't matter, you're just saying it's okay to have dumb kids. And it's like, you're not saying like all your kids no. are going to be stupid or anything. You're just no. saying these things aren't what contribute to that, you know, one way or the yeah. other. And I feel yeah. like, like one of those things that's in high school is a big deal. And even before is the SAT, ACT, you know, I graduated nine years ago or something like that now at this point. And like, until like last month or within the last month, I have not had anyone bring that up in my entire life until then, you know, and, and we talked about it at work and no one cared, you know, and no one, I just was like, well, I graduated and got a bachelor's, but I didn't take it, you know, and no one gives a rip, you know, cause it just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but it feels so overwhelmingly important, you know, at that moment. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. it, it just, it, I feel like, and, and so obviously some of that, if they're going, you know, maybe a little bit, but, the amount of stress that people, I mean, there's like, you go to homeschooling conventions and there's people who are literally teaching like 13 year olds how to start prepping for it. And it's just mm -hmm. like, it's honestly kind of mind blowing. And my other thing I was thinking is like, if you truly think that all the stuff that you're skipping is like everyone else knows out there, you go somewhere like a mall or wherever, Walmart or anywhere else, anywhere. And you just like, I mean, it would be uncomfortable, but ask some people when, who was, you know, Alan Shepard, when was the Revolutionary War, whatever, and I guarantee 95 or 99% of them won't even know any of that stuff. Well, you either. don't have to just go to Walmart or the mall. You could go to an engineering firm yeah. or go to a doctor's <clears throat> office. Um, I was talking to, you know, just someone who, who's very academic, and I was saying, oh, Johnny Appleseed, he was buried right in Fort Wayne, and, and they just couldn't believe he was a real person. You know, John Chapman. I mean, I mean, and I just thought that was like, the kids know that, don't they? Well, you also didn't know what a Florida man was. So, you know, what can you say? That's no, true. Kidding. I didn't know what a Florida man is. Well, partly what I'm saying, though, is I'm not necessarily saying I just throw out entire subjects and who cares. I'm saying that I know that's not, I know that the important part is when we cuddle up on the couch and are reading a right. good book together or that they have memories of, me doing math with them and, and helping them understand fractions, or it's okay if we're reading a book about Louis Pasteur for science, instead of going through some textbook, I'm just saying, I'm still doing things and they're still learning, but it may not look how the normal, um, right. typical 
school subject looks, but um, I don't know how to explain it. No, um, I, I would agree. And you know, even the things that like, I think what really is the part that they'll remember forever are the parts when you get, when you're in that Alan Shepard is blah, blah, blah. And even our kids will talk about it now. You know, Maggie was talking about it. I just think those are, and they'll laugh. Um, and Debbie will laugh when she's doing it, when she's not not laughing. And I, and I just love that part. Mm-hmm. Like, think- like today, we skimmed through, well, yesterday and today, we got through 20 lessons of math because <laughs> we, I was just reviewing. That's what was the first 20 lessons. And I'm like, I know we covered all this last year. So I'm just going to whiz through and make sure you got it all. And I'm like, and I looked at it, I'm like, hey, guys, we're doing good. We got 20 lessons done in two days. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. I just... That's the part that matters is that relationship. And, you know, we, um, we have Bible time together and I don't know, we accomplish stuff, but it's just, you know, not plunging, plunging, trudging through like typical necessarily at all. And this would be a good time to plug our little book, uh, uh, how to choose relationship when there's so much to do, because really that's, that's the point of what Debbie was saying. Um, you know, it's not about all those things, those tasks that seem like they have to be done. Um, it's a super easy read. Uh, if you want an encouragement mom or maybe some practical how-tos, I've even had some great comments on the book already um, that maybe it's a book that you need to read. So you can get it at our website um, and it's super cheap. What were you going to say, Ben? Well, I was just going to say, it just makes me remind because I think it can be easy to feel like I will get this through at the cost of all else, you know, but if I at least get that through, then it was worth it. And I, I can't remember what movie it is, but I saw some movie where like they have this argument and the guy like, you know, is like yelling or something. And in the end, the girl's finally like, okay, you're right. You know? And, and then he realizes like, I just destroyed like everything to win this, you know, or whatever. And it, I just thought it was like a really good moment. Cause it's kind of like shows you the costs that sometimes making them get their test score up high, you know, or making sure they memorize everything, you know, sure you might've gotten that accomplished, but if they are, you know, sobbing or hate every moment of what you just did, you know, for the rest of, you know, never want to do it again or whatever. then I don't know if you actually won, you know, or accomplished much, but that was my thought. Well, I think we're at the end of our time. I know my, uh, I think my contract with my wife for tonight is just about over. Uh, so I got to let her go. Um, but thanks for joining me, us, mom. Um, and, you know, I hope you were super and super encouraged by my wife. Um, she's an amazing homeschooler, but she's even more amazing just because she's a real person. You know, I was talking to a mom this week and I was just saying, um, you know, you have a lot on your plate. I said, don't let homeschooling be part of your stress right now. And um, she teared up and um, she felt the stress of all the, some of the things, not all of some of the things we've been talking about, all those pressures. And I'm like, moms, I'm not talking to that mom, I'm talking to you now. Don't let homeschool be part of the stress. You know, it should be an enjoyable thing. If you got a, for a really stressful life right now, just do what you can and what you can't let that kind of go. Um, sometimes we need those seasons. Um, but you just keep doing and choosing the important stuff. So thanks for joining us and don't forget to smile. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode. 
Hopefully what Debbie had to say was encouraging to you and helped you smile. Keep prioritizing relationship and your children are going to do amazing. Also, if you know someone who's homeschooling and doesn't follow The Smiling Homeschooler, send them over to our Facebook page or tell them to listen to the show. I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Go check out the new demo for version 4.0 over at the website teachingtextbooks.com. We couldn't do this without them. Have a great week and as always, keep smiling.